The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And welcome to another episode. Today's episode may seem like an unwelcome visitor um, at first, but I will uh, guarantee you that in the second half of this show anyway, uh, it'll be a, a welcome a welcome visit and a welcome relief. Today we're talking about pain, and uh, this is Coach Mofall. I am the founder and creator of a 12-week transformational journey that I take professional women through to bring their souls to work so they can land their dream jobs. And not only was that my journey through my career, but also I've seen over 700 women take that journey back to their soul. And most of them in my experience of coaching them talk about it going back to their soul because it gets lost along the way, forgotten along the path, or maybe even disregarded. Even women of faith going to church and being active in their church, their soul may be lost somewhere. And there's healing that each human soul requires on this experience of being a human being. And if we don't do the healing, our soul will be lost for a good long time. Your soul wants to be found. Your soul wants to be not only found, but it wants to shine brightly. And the divine connection that you have with your creator is found in your soul. So if that's not turned up, if that's not tuned in, if you're not plugged into that version of you, you're not going to connect with your divine creator. It will be an intellectual exercise. It will feel unfulfilling. Even though you do all the things necessary to connect, if your soul is not revived, you're not truly connecting with your divine So unfortunately, there's so many human beings on this planet shut down from their soul's divinity. And the root of this is pain. Ironically, pain is the exact thing that oftentimes your creator throws your way to get your attention. And I want to draw a distinction between pain and suffering. Because pain is unavoidable. Suffering is a choice. But if we stay in pain long enough, we're going to have no choice but to suffer. Suffering is not a great condition for a human being to be in. And right now, if you're listening to me live in this country, There's a lot of pain and suffering. There's a lot of pain inflicted upon others 
There's a lot of judgment. There's a lot of anger and despair and powerlessness. We are watching the world bubble up pain that has been underneath the surface. We are watching the world have to reconcile with pain that has been wanting to be healed. And just like in the beautiful prayer, the Our Father, what we see here on earth is what we need to heal to have the promise of heaven. We are seeing human pain in the macro that is absolutely a reflection of the pain we have on the micro or in a personal way. If you could take a moment right now and jot down perhaps one word or two words or maybe three of any pain you have right now, whether it be physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, your energy body slash your soul is reverberating in that mental and physical pain. It's well aware of what's going on in your pain receptors. So if you wrote down a few words of pain, perhaps one of them was physical. The other day before bed, I was up late coaching. I actually had a headache. And I was like, wow, I haven't had a headache in a really long time. Like a really long time. It was shocking and surprising. I used to be riddled with migraines when I was in my 30s. I haven't felt that pain in a long time. And I had what I consider to be drank sufficient water throughout the day. But I was tired. I was tired. And sometimes sitting for a long day in front of my computer at my desk doing my my work, even though it is, is my purpose in life, there sometimes are some physical constraints or some physical challenges with hanging out hours and hours on end in a, in a physical position. And I'm sure sometimes when I'm coaching, I'm holding my shoulders tight or uh, receiving maybe some of the psychic pain from clients I'm coaching. Either way, I, I had this headache and I chose to allow my physical body to heal itself and relieve its pain through sleep. And I woke up and had no problem the next day. Sometimes that's just what pain is. It's a fleeting experience. It's just something to get our awareness and off it goes. But oftentimes, pain is there to get our attention at a deeper level. So let's talk about physical pain for a second. We get physical pain, basic physiology here, because something is impinging on our physical body 
to the degree that it is causing nerve sensors in our body to be stimulated, sending pain impulses through our nervous system up our spinal cord into our brain. We get pain if we touch something hot, eat something too hot, have someone slap us, grab us, paper cuts. Uh, it, almost an infinite amount of ways that our physical body receives a pain response. Earlier in my career, I actually sold uh, TENS units. They are uh, stimulators uh, transcutaneous. They put a, a, uh, a, a bit of a shock system through the skin, trying to reach deeper into the nervous system to stimulate uh, nerve impulses to the degree that it diverts the pain nerve impulses, trying to trick the nervous system so that if certain nerves are stimulated through this buzzing, this zzz, uh, that the nerve pain receptors will not get attention. So it, it basically is something that would be like a TV show that you're watching <laughs> that grabs your attention so that you're not listening to someone talking to you. Um, and a TENS unit has uh, scientifically proven to be effective in relieving certain types of neuromuscular pain. And I was selling these TENS units and started to learn more about how the body responds to pain and some of the science around diverting the body's pain response. And I found it to be fascinating being a registered nurse and earlier in my career being a cardiac nurse and helping cardiac patients recover from cardiac surgery and heart attacks and that sort of thing and teaching them exercise and healthy eating, stress management and the like. I was always fascinated by what we continue to learn about how the body adjusts in life, how the body heals, how the body responds. And as I began learning more and more about the body as a young adult, having already graduated from college with a nursing degree, I started learning deeper and deeper things. And then as my spiritual journey continued on its path, I began to connect the dots. I began to connect the dots with our pain experiences, our suffering, and our spiritual journey. And when we connect these dots, we see very mystical reasons very spiritual reasons why we have pain. So outside the typical paper cut or a hot pan or having a, uh, a hot piece of pizza, I know I've burned my the roof of my mouth on a hot piece of pizza more than once in my life, and that doesn't feel good at all. Um, other than those sort of random acts of having pain inflicted upon us for, you know, just being human, and I've certainly cut my finger on knives enough times. Um, as a matter of fact, if there's something really difficult to cut in the kitchen, I'm, I'm usually asking for some help because I do not want to cut my fingers. Um, it's not my best talent. So the physical stuff 
is one category we can kind of like put to the side and say, yep, understand it physiologically. It's the body's response system to keep us out of harm. If I didn't feel the, the knife slicing through my finger when it happened, I wouldn't stop slicing myself and I would literally cut my finger off. So those pain receptors are very helpful. The pain receptors the other night when I had a headache going to bed were not really that helpful because I was going to bed anyway, but it was also telling me, don't stay up any later, Mo, like get to bed. Okay, cool. Got it. So pain dimension number one, totally understand. Let's talk about pain dimension number two. Pain dimension number two. Sometimes we get a pain in our body that is giving us an indication that something deeper is wrong. And the most successful articulate of this was Louise Hay, the founder of Hay House Publishing. She came of age herself with her ideas that were taken from many, many other uh, types of spiritual beliefs and understanding and different types of uh, uh, non-traditional medicine cultures, etc. But she came of age in her work through the AIDS crisis in the 80s. No one wanted to publish her book, Heal Your Body, because it was against conventional understanding of the body. But what she was able to articulate is that energetically and spiritually, when there's certain aches, pains, or diseases of certain areas of the body, there's a reverberation of something that is off balance, out of balance, deeply throwing us in a certain direction that needs more attention than just the body. She held healing circles during the AIDS crisis. And since no one would publish her book, she started Hay House Publishing. I've had her book by my side since the 90s. And I've had certain ailments and issues that have come through my body that have needed me to pay attention at a deeper level. And of course, breast cancer was the most significant one. I broke my foot last year too. And I took great lesson and great depth of lesson in that injury. It was on the left side of my body. It was in my foot and the foot is feet are about moving forward, taking steps in our power, things like that. And I won't go into all the details of the things that were going on last August when that happened. I was between homes, et cetera. My business was growing. There was a lot of things that I was stepping into. Um, I was more fragile than I thought. So I had to take a few quote unquote steps back to rest, recover, and allow myself to assimilate the change that was going on. I didn't like having a broken foot. It was very inconvenient. I'm not sure if I could have prevented it by paying closer attention to perhaps some self-care or perhaps some other things I needed to pay more attention to in my, in my soul and in my energy body in order to avoid that. I'm not really quite sure. There were episodes where I chose to suffer because of my broken foot. 
But since I get great coaching and have a great support system, the suffering was minimal. And I chose to uh, treat some of the pain with traditional pharmaceutical treatments. Uh, for the early first few days, there was icing and elevation, and I was off of the foot, and I had one of those wheeling, kneel, kneeling things to get around. Uh, I stayed in the house for a good long time, and um, I took care not just of the foot. See, in a traditional way of looking at pain and injury, I would have just been focusing on the foot. With all due respect, the orthopedic surgeon I went to, that's all he really cared about. And as a matter of fact, there was perhaps some uh, biomechanical reasons why that injury also played out for me. And the orthopedic surgeon didn't really care about that either. Now, the physical therapist did. And I certainly did because I didn't want to have to have my body be weakened on one side and have to be vulnerable to that injury. Now, knowing how the soul and the energy of what I needed to pay attention to comes together, I had to heal that piece also. So let's break this down a little bit. I had pain in my foot for about two weeks before I broke my foot. I did. I was increasing my walking. I was uh, trying to get back on a great exercise role. And I'd actually gone to a, a conference of coaches, that I, a group that I belonged to in the San Diego area, and where the hotel was was very hilly. I live in Florida. There's no hills. So my walking style, my walking gait up and down hills was much different than my flat surface walking. Now, maybe if I was in my 30s, this wouldn't have mattered so much. Um, it threw my gait off a little bit and threw my biomechanics off a little bit, and I started developing a tendonitis. So I stopped walking on the hills after about three days because the pain of what appeared to be a tendonitis caused me to not be able to walk comfortably. So I didn't walk for exercise, but I had to walk in the hotel and conference and go places. I was limping, to be honest. I, it changed the way I could walk. That's how much of pain I was in. And let's just call it injury I had with my tendons of my left foot. Having been a runner for most of my life, I just chalked it up to walking up and down hills and not being used to it and a tendonitis, and it was going to be able to take care of itself. But the pain persisted, and I acted like it didn't. I did. I acted like it didn't persist because I had stuff to do. So I ignored it. How many times in life are we ignoring pain? How many times in life are we just gutting through it? How many times in life are we just superficially looking at the pain and saying, ah, I'll take some Advil or aspirin to take care of this. But meanwhile, there's something deeper we're not taking a look at. How many times is pain there for us to pay attention at a deeper level and we just don't go there? I was talking to a woman yesterday on a clarity call 
and um, she was passed over for promotion about a month ago. I felt the pain of that. She also told me that she had drafted the job description for this new position. She was really sure she was going to get the, the promotion. She had been at this place for over five years, and she felt that she was a significant contributor. Pretty much felt that the promotion was hers. And then it wasn't. And the woman who was hired was not someone that she was uh, eager to get along with as her new boss. It was a peer. And this was causing her a, a, a fair amount of pain. But like most of us who've been passed over for promotions, she sort of rationalized it and decided that she was just going to live with it. And perhaps there was another career move within her organization that would be better for her. Perhaps this wasn't exactly what she wanted to do anyway. And so she rationalized it for the past month or so, but there was a reason why she booked her clarity call. She knew deep down that there was something that she wasn't quite doing right. There was something she hadn't been sensitive enough to or paid attention to. And she was afraid that if she didn't figure it out, that her career will be stalled out. And you know what? She's right. That's exactly what that pain of not getting the promotion was a signal for. Now, here's something that I see all the time. Being passed over for a promotion hurts. We don't want it to hurt because we have to still show up to go to work still work with those people, work with our new boss. I was passed over for promotion at my second to my last company. It hurt like heck. I wondered if there was a future there for me, even though I was outperforming and very successful and felt that everything I was doing was fantastic. But there must have been something I missed that caused me not to get that promotion, just as this woman I spoke to yesterday. So on our clarity call, we went through it. And I know exactly what was going on with her. And I shared my insights after our open conversation on a clarity call. The clarity calls that we uh, offer anyone to book are deep conversations. It's 45 minutes to an hour of really talking about what's going on with you. And we do a deep dive. It's not just a superficial chat. We offer the complimentary clarity calls because I know that there's thousands and thousands of women out there who are not understanding why their career just isn't working for them and they're in a lot of pain. And that pain turns to suffering really quickly because it's difficult to solve a career problem on your own because typically what solves what what causes the career problem is not what's going to solve it. And typically, we human beings have blind spots on what causes missteps, mishaps in our career. And the way we treat that pain is to push it down and rationalize it, just like I did for the early weeks before I eventually broke my foot. 
Now the pain went away in my foot after a week of not walking on it. When I finally got home, I didn't walk on it for a week. And then one morning I woke up and I didn't have pain in my foot. And I said, let's go walk. Darling, I'm here to tell you one day or one morning or one hour without pain is not the time to test whether you're strong enough to go. The bone broke that morning out on a walk. Just because I didn't have acute pain didn't mean that the healing was complete. How would I have known that? Well, if I would have asked an expert in feet and, and tendonitis stuff, I probably would have been told, after the pain's gone, give yourself two more weeks for it to fully heal. Because when I finally got to the physical therapist after I went through the broken foot and the orthopedic surgeon advising me and having to have a cast on, et cetera, I learned a few things about healing after the pain is gone. Because after the pain is gone is your most vulnerable spot. Uh. <laughs> so this beautiful woman who I spoke with yesterday on a clarity call right now is her most vulnerable time in her career. And she's kind of considering it just to be kind of transactional and maybe there's something more. But deep down, her soul knows there's something deeper that she needs to dive into and heal. And right now, she's extremely vulnerable for another injury. And often, I see women in her exact situation abandon the job or get fired or start isolating and marginalizing because of how you feel. And all of a sudden, now you're not the same performer that you once were. And now you're on the top of the list of, yeah, if we need to make some cuts, this person's on the list. Unbeknownst to you. Because after the pain, you're the most vulnerable. Because when you have the pain, you're not walking on your foot. In the second half of the show, I'll talk about healing the pain. I'll talk about what we should do in order to not have that critical moment where we literally break. I talked about the clarity call I had with this beautiful woman yesterday. And if you would like to get on our books for one of those clarity calls, it's mofall.com slash give me clarity. And we'd be happy to talk to you about the career that you're in, the pain and or suffering that you may have. We'll be right back after the break for some healing of your pain. Practical spirituality. Positive messages. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And we are back for some healing of our pain and suffering. But before we get to that, I want to go ahead and acknowledge and, and take this caller. Francine, how are you? Nice to have you on the Bring Your Soul to Work show. Oh, good afternoon. How are you? Good, good. What can I do for you today? All right. Well, actually, you were talking about uh, people that have a kind of a lost soul. Mm-hmm. And I was, going to, I was going to ask you, what would you suggest? 
to to find our lost souls? Well, uh, that could take about a thousand books and a, a thousand hours to to get into Francine. But let me let me assure you of a few things. Uh, it's in there. Okay. Uh, there are a few things that you can do immediately that don't cost you any money to try to get in touch at a deeper level with your soul. And one is simply being quiet. The soul um, is a bit of a uh, bashful presence. And when we are a little bit too busy, when we are a little bit too much in our head, we're not in rapport with our soul typically. So quietness, literally, really just sitting quietly and listening inward is the first step that you can take in beginning to say hello to your soul. The next thing that I would invite you to is a little bit of a tricky thing. Um, and that would be journaling. Sometimes when we journal, we're actually getting back in our head and into the mental chatter. So sometimes it can take us away from our soul. But if you have time quietly before you journal, you might be able to let yourself flow from that quietness, from that soul place, and start to feel the opening of your divinity. The next thing I would invite you to do is to literally do uh, some deeper meditations. And I'm going to take everyone through one of those today on this show. So you can hang on uh, in the listening mode and take advantage of that. Um, and those are the things I would invite you to do to start gaining a closer connection with the divine inside of you. Does that help? No, it does help. Thank you so much. And I already started. I do sit a lot. As uh -huh. a matter of fact, I'm, I'm, I'm even getting a little nervous about sitting too much because I'm retired. Uh, I'm alone. I don't have many friends. I'm not uh -huh. involved with anything. I'm involved a little bit with the church, but you were mentioning that even women that go to church, they mm -hmm. She may have a lost soul, and I, I thought I was figuring in, in that mold, you know. I, okay. I found well, myself in that. Yeah, let me, let me tell you this. Um, when you start to feel a happy, joyful, light presence inside of you, that's what your soul begins to feel like. And I'm going to, again, take everyone through a, a bit of a process to um, hopefully connect with that presence inside of us. It is a life's work. So there's no real treatment right now uh, for doing it. It is a process and it is something just to be intentional about. So even though you might not have too much uh, social contact or involvement with a lot of other people, um, do be intentional about sitting quietly and allowing some journaling to come through you so that there's like a segment of time where you're basically opening the door for your soul. Because if you're just kind of alone in, in your house, you're not necessarily intentionally inviting the soul to speak or to show up or to come up to a higher level. Okay? So hopefully that helps okay. you out. And stay on the show here. Um, 
you can just listen in on the internet or however you do. Um, and I'm going to take you through a bit of a meditation. Maybe that'll give you an extra boost. So thanks again for calling thank you in. So yeah, thank sure. You nice. So much. You're welcome. Nice, nice to talk you. with you. Yeah. So one of the things that we do notice when we are ignoring pain is that we actually still suffer. Suffering is not as painful <laughs> as pain, but it is much more persistent and it will linger so long. Suffering is caused by us putting meaning on our pain. When we attach an emotional label and a story and an emotional connection to our pain. I talked about my broken foot. And if I would have really attached a lot of suffering, oh, I can't do this. Oh, I'm not going to be able to do this. Oh, I can't believe I can't walk for, I think it was almost eight weeks. Uh, I could have suffered every single day, day and night. And you know what? I wouldn't have been the best coach. I wouldn't have been the best partner. I wouldn't have been very fun around people. I mean, I would not have been my best version of me. And because I have a high commitment of being the best version of me every single day, suffering was not part of my routine. But let me tell you this. I know how to suffer just like anyone else. And I've had my days, weeks, and years of suffering. I suffered through a lot of things. I created attachment and engagement and emotional suffering on a lot of things that happened to me throughout my life. A lot of them. As a matter of fact, I'm sure that through some of my breast cancer journey, I suffered. Why me is a great thing to get into when you're diagnosed with cancer. The why me thing can go on for years. Why me is called suffering. Everything around suffering is victim energy. Victim energy is not your divine. As a matter of fact, victim energy is when I was a young girl being raised Catholic is what I was told the devil was to now understand as an adult what suffering is. Suffering is the ego getting involved. Only reason why we suffer is because we question why we have pain. That's what suffering is. If you touch a hot pan and you immediately pull away after the pain starts, you go, ooh. The next thing your brain's going to do is, why did I do that? I know better. How come I did that? Oh, stupid me. Oh, my goodness, you're so careless. On and on, the inner self-talk goes. And that's where suffering is. About a year ago, my two-year-old, now three-year-old granddaughter, was out shopping with her father. And he was shooting some video because she was being super cute when she was in the, I think it was at, actually at a Costco store. She was being super, super cute. She was going to the display where all of the bags, you know, the plastic bags of green beans were. And her dad had asked her to go get two of those bags. And she is really eager to be helpful. 
So she went to get one because that was basically all she could carry. And she came to the shopping cart and got on her tippy toes to put the bag of green beans in the cart. And she didn't quite reach high enough and the green bag, the bag of green beans fell to the ground. So my son is, is videotaping this whole thing. I'm not sure why he decided to videotape it, but it was cute as hell. Here's what happened next. She bent over, pick up the bag of green beans, and tippy-toed just a little bit higher. I am certain she didn't say, oh, how stupid that I didn't get it the first time. Oh, I'm such a klutz. Oh, silly me. What was I thinking? She had no inner dialogue as a two-year-old of self-judgment and suffering because she didn't make the mark the first time. And thank you to Adam, my son, who didn't say, oops, Danelle, you missed it. He didn't say that to her. He let her proceed with going to pick it up without judgment. And then she went for her second bag over to the display and then walked it back to the grocery cart. And this time, she remembered how high she had to get on her tippy toes. In went the second green bag, green bean bag. If that isn't a display of how free our soul really wants to be, I don't know what is. It was the most beautiful, clear understanding of someone who attempts to do something the first time and doesn't get it, and then she just proceeded to do it again, to get it right, to get the outcome she wanted to have. Without judging or stomping her feet or crying, there was no suffering involved. To an adult person, there would have been suffering. There would have been self-judgment. So let's break this down. Pain is there as an indicator that something's wrong. Pain is to be paid attention to. Pain is to give us a response of what we must fix. If we don't do that when we have pain, we will aggravate the pain and we will have more. And since we have filters of judgment and self-criticism, self-doubt and not worthy, every human being has some layers of this still. I don't care how evolved you are, you still have a few layers. So when we have pain that persists past one second, your filters, your self-judging, your making meaning of it is going to kick in. And if you allow that to go for so long and you rationalize your pain and you persist in it, perhaps even use it as gaining significance or connection with people in your life. Oh my God, this headache's so terrible. Oh my God, that's so horrible. Oh, it's so, you may be using your pain to get energy from others. We call those energy vampires. There's a lot of people like that in this planet. No judging on them. Sometimes that's the only way they learned how to get energy. So pain, take care of it. Pain persists. You don't need to make meaning on it and suffer, but you might. So try to nip that in the bud as soon as possible. But the best way to do that is to understand what's truly going on underneath the surface. The surface doesn't have the answer for you. The answer is underneath it all. You're going to have to have access to greater awareness in order to get into that. 
just like this dear woman I spoke to yesterday on a clarity call. Not quite sure if she's understanding what's underneath the surface of the pain of being passed over for a promotion. She will find out because the way this goes is she's going to get more pain. It's going to be aggravated. These things don't go away on their own because there's something she needs to fix. And if she's not going to pay attention to it and fix it, it's going to persist and get worse until she pays attention to it. That's the way the divine creator put this together for us. Because in all ways of looking at the world, the creator, our divine universal co-partner in this life experience is literally creating the pain for us so we can dive in and heal. It's allowing us to have painful experiences so we can dive in and heal ourselves. Because our divine nature within is the only thing that's going to heal. Just like it's the only thing that's going to heal what's going on in our country right now. Our souls are connected as one. But we have very personal experiences that allow us to open the door to healing. And if we do not pay attention to it, we will have aggravated symptoms and eventually we will break. And when we break, we will have no choice but to visit our healing. It's every single person who has had pains experience. It's a universal condition. So let's do a little healing here now. And just as a reminder before we go into that, if you would like to talk to my team and I about your career and figure out what the pain is all about, what's really going on, what are the aggravating conditions, we can help you break that down and take a look. Sometimes I call it the career MRI. And as I'm talking about my broken foot from last year and uh, this woman being passed over for her promotion and the different ways that pain can manifest itself, you need a clear diagnosis in order to get the proper treatment. And you can book that time with us at mofall.com. That's M-O-F as in Frank, A-U-L dot com slash give me clarity. If you'd like to hear about the five shifts of how to advance your soul to land your dream job, you can watch that masterclass that I have at mofall.com slash masterclass. See how clever we are on making sure that our web links make sense. So again, that clarity call link is mofall.com slash give me clarity. So let's talk about healing. Pain is here for us. Pain is here for us to pay attention at a deeper level. And when we pay attention at a deeper level, we have the opportunity to go into our divinity. That is where healing is. That is where all physical healing comes from. Did you ever wonder how your body knows how to heal itself? How magnificent it is that it's put together that way, that white blood cells and all the other things that need to happen to, to collect fibrinogen and proteins that are necessary to put stuff back together. It all knows how to do that. When I was recovering from my double mastectomy, I felt that there were like these little workers that were coming into all the areas where I had been cut open. I have Lots of scars, many, many inches of scars on my body after that double mastectomy. And I literally felt the 
the vibration of the healing happening to my body as I rested. If I would have been busying myself and not resting properly, I might not have paid attention to that. I might not have felt the, the healing. But literally, when you have that much healing going on, if you've ever healed from major surgery or anything like that, you probably know what I'm talking about. You feel almost the electrical buzz of all of that cellular activity going on to heal. In your energetic body, in your soul, you may not feel it that much because you have to pay attention at a deeper level to feel that. And that deeper level is accessed through quietness, through meditation. So let's do a few minutes of that right now. If you were listening to the beginning of this show, I asked you to write down a few things that you might have some pain about. Put one of those things in your mind right now and close your eyes. And take a little bit of a deep breath through your nose. And out through your mouth to release the pressure, the stress of your lungs and your chest, shoulders. And then in again with the nose. And then just a little softer exhale out. Allow yourself now to inhale and exhale at your own pace. Taking a nice inhale of all of the beautiful healing within and allowing each exhale to exhale the pain that you have on this particular topic, item, condition, or physical place on your body. Now, right now, as the breath becomes ordinary and normal and doesn't require your attention, put your mind's eye on the item, object, or place of your body of pain. Go ahead. Focus on it right now. Give it its perfect 100% attention. Allow yourself the permission to know that you're big enough, that it's not going to swallow you. And whatever pain you have is in perfect alignment with what you need to know. Allow that focus right now. Isolate it exactly. And if it, the pain is something caused by an external event, allow your body to pay attention to where you feel the pain in your body. So if you've been passed over for a promotion or something's happened to you that's causing pain, find out where in your body right now that pain is being felt. It could be anywhere, so pay attention quietly. Allow yourself now as you're focused on that area of pain. To listen deeply. And see with your mind's eye the color of that pain. There's a color there. There's some type of swirling or dense color exactly where you have put your focus. 
allow yourself to really focus on this right now. And as you have a quiet, easy breath and the focus on where this pain is in your body and the color, allow yourself to step into this message just a little bit deeper and listen with your heart. What is this all about? What am I here to learn from this? Allow yourself to listen humbly and open. Allow your soul to enter into the equation. Take another breath into that exact space into exactly where the color is and exactly where you feel the pain. Take a breath. Move the breath in and out of that exact spot. Allow your breath to feel like a beautiful open window in the spring. Allow the breath to open that space, to free up the constraint. Allow just a little bit more space. Now as you open that space, wherever this is on your body, visualize a beautiful golden light coming from above and allow it to stream into that space like a beautiful ribbon floating in, totally invited in, totally loving and feeling such great peace and love right into that same space. Allow and invite that golden light as your divine healer. See how beautiful that golden light is. See how wonderful it swirls and takes care of that space. Allow with each breath for that to feel more healing, more satisfying, more fulfilling. Now if you could feel that feeling and magnify your faith with the golden light, Magnify that space and faith and feel at one with all that is perfect, all that works well, all that is safe. Feel one with all of that divine knowing. Invited in for good. Now thank your pain. Thank it for causing you to pay attention. Thank it for visiting. 
and allow yourself now to receive every message that was intended and allow yourself now to prioritize what it is you need to know and be and do in order to take care of why you received the pain message that you received. Give yourself permission to be that version of you. Love on yourself and let all judgment fly away. This unnecessary burden and allow yourself to be filled with the divine love and light that you have just allowed in. Take a nice deep breath for all of the love and faith and divine love within and allow it to cascade through your entire body and allow a few breaths here and know that every single moment of pain is for you to heighten your awareness of what you are to learn and know and pay attention to so that you can heal and heal deeply before the pain intensifies, before the injury gets worse. This is Coach Mo Fall. We'll see you next week on Bring Your Soul to Work here on Unity Radio, mofall.com. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show, exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.